What's going on? What do you want, buddy? Do you want something? Okay, what did we watch? Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2. Yeah. That and what are you? Oh, you're sitting like, okay, you're doing that? Yeah. I wanted to convert those pictures from HEIC to JPEGs. Oh, I didn't no. want to have to take them out of my Google Drive to do it. Oh, uh, no. Wait, HEIC? Mm-hmm. That's a format for pictures? On your iPhone, they use them so that they're still good quality, but they're compressed and don't take up as much space. HEIC? Yeah. Have you not uploaded any pictures from your phone to any other device? Nope. That's why you don't know. That's why you don't know. (laughs) Sure. Toy Story 2. Correct. And we watched this over about four sessions because it kept crashing, right? If that. I mean, if not not more. Yeah, if not more. So I don't remember anything except the end. What happened in the beginning? It starts off normally like the other two where... Oh, right. Um, it seems like it's live, like it's Buzz Lightyear. This one's trying to steal the Zerg's energy source. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was funny. Did you? Yeah. And then we obviously see that it's just Andy playing with the toys. So it's all Andy's imagination that we're watching. Uh, no, actually, you're completely wrong about that because we watched it so long ago, you forgot. Oh, because he's playing the video yeah, game. Yeah, it's the right. Rex guy or whatever's yeah, playing the right. video game. Because that's what I thought it was, too, as it was going along. But yeah. I was like, oh, he's playing a video game. That's uh, right. Yeah. But it's the same. All three of them start off the same way. Yeah. yeah. But I like it still. I it's, don't. It's I stupid. Do. I don't think so. And then Andy has five minutes. Oh, Woody can't find his hat because they're going to cowboy camp. And Andy has five minutes to play. And right. so he plays and in playing buzz and woody hug and buzz rips woody's arm that's how he rips his arm yeah oh what's it's stuck and so then andy's like he's ripped and mom's like we could fix him on the way and andy's like nah just leave him and then woody gets shelved dun 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 and that's where he meets the penguin that was also correct uh, put on an ice flow to the antarctic yeah see what i did there because he's a penguin Mm -hmm. okay you've been disclaimer alert he's been listening to a lot of battle raps so there'll probably be some (laughs) bars dropped through this it's not battle raps eminem dropped a new album out of the blue kamikaze and it's amazing so i've been listening listening to battle raps. that's true because i've been (laughs) so (laughs) i've also um i turn all of the things that you're saying into battle raps because you accidentally battle rap because i'm so smooth like that Yeah, i have to point it out uh So, yeah, there's been a lot of battle rapping and Eminem listening, so that might permeate the things that I have to say. So, if you you don't understand references or he says things in weird ways, you now know why. Okay, whatever. What? So, Andy leaves him, and he's on the shelf, and they're talking. They're like, oh, we're going to, because we're broken, he's never going to want us again. And I feel like there's nothing else they can do with freaking toys. It's just like, they just have to want the kid to want them, and that's their only motivation ever. Yeah. And that's it, you know? It's just like, all right. But anyway, like this one didn't infuriate me like the third one. There were just a, there were just a couple of really wonky plot elements. But but, it was consistent the whole way. But otherwise it was, it was like, okay, as they were going through it, you know, they, it didn't seem like it was trying all that hard. Yeah. Is cause at this point doesn't new, oh, it's freaking, oh God. And I hate this because I, yeah, (laughs) Newman does a whole bunch of stuff, but I remember thinking, okay, these are all the beats that are going to happen. And then they happen just that way. Just like when he goes to save the penguin, Uh because the penguin set out there for a yard sale and. And I knew something was going to happen that was going to keep Woody, and, and that was what was going to be inciting it. Obviously. But yeah. why the penguin? Did you see all the other toys out there? Like, why was the penguin so special that it needed to be saved, but the rest can go for yard sale? Were they Molly's toys, and these toys don't know them, so they don't just even care about them? Shady business. I don't know. Was uh, There right? were other toys? I don't even remember other toys. I felt like there was like a xylophone thing out there. Do xylophones have personalities? They Are did they actually the, alive like the other ones? They did in story, Toy Story 3. Oh. Uh, I don't know, but that's, I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there weren't other toys for sale out there, but I felt like I saw more. But Yeah, I don't know. But they go to say Woody goes to save the penguin mm-hmm. and uses the dog. Mm-hmm. And then... You didn't see that coming. That was clever. What? The Where the dog attacked him and... and no, nah, that was nonsense. No, you I, liked it. No, you I liked wanted, it the first time through. You I liked it. I did not it. like it the first time through. I wanted the dog to be the villain of the movie. That's what I was hoping for. Because yeah. that would be novel. And because you like dogs, you like Woody, so it would have been awesome if they had been contentious. Yeah. But they didn't do that. It was like the dog pretended to, uh, you know, go after him, but then it was like, oh, no, we're playing the game. Yeah. And that was the whole point. That was it. That was the only thing that was there. And then the dog helps him. And that was it. They needed to establish that the dog and the toys were friends because these guys think that all toys are for them to eat. 
And so they needed to establish that oh, yeah. Woody would be able to use the dog to save something else later. No, they didn't. Yeah. Because he could have just gone down there without a dog to try to save the freaking thing. No, he needed the dog. <laughs> just a, an apologist for this movie. I don't know why you like the Toy Story so much. Because you thought your toys came alive. That's why. Probably. So you try to support it. All right. That is likely. So, I found that picture where all my toys jumped off the shelf. Oh my god, they didn't jump off the shelf. Have you ever heard of earthquakes? In just one classroom. <laughs> that the earthquake is centered right here in this classroom. Nowhere else can feel it. Yes. So well, so the the logical explanation must be that the toys came alive. Yes. Yeah, okay. I, fine. I accept that. <laughs> <laughs> and so what happens after that? Um. So then Penguin Guy starts falling off. And so Woody saves him. But Woody falls off. And, you want to talk to the mic? Yeah. And Woody <laughs> falls off instead. And then he's on the table. And his cord accidentally gets pulled somehow. It got stuck on something or something. And that's when Newman hears it and freaks out. To oh, because he found a Woody. Yeah. And then, okay. he, then he tries. I had some of that cookie. Cookie. Did you not notice? The frosting one? Yeah, the frosting cookie. Was it delicious? It was amazing. Without the oats and stuff, because we got the wrong one last time. Yeah. I got the wrong one last time. <laughs> but so I had some of it. I just yeah. wanted to confess that right now. I, I I accept your confession. Okay, thanks. So what else happens? And then Newman tries to hide it and say, I'll buy all of this for 50 cents or something. And the mom sees ah. it and she's like, that's not for sale. And takes it from him and puts it in the cash box. And then Newman creates a diversion by throwing a skateboard at things and, right. and steals him. And that's because all of these things that are happening, it seems like they could have thought of clever ways to have these things happen. But they just went with whatever's most expedient and easiest to write, you know, and animate. I don't know. There's like nothing to any of that. It's just like he threw a skateboard and she turns around and he grabs the toy. And it's, ugh, there's just nothing to any of it. I feel like there could have been some creativity in there, but it was just, oh, what's the easiest thing to do? These puppies need the windows open. Uh, yeah, do they? Yeah. Like he dove his whole body into it this time. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably cool enough outside that we could open the deck for them. You don't know what you're saying. You're hysterical. Not right now, but after we're done. So Newman gets Woody. Yep, and every the other toys see him. So at first the toys think that Woody's given up and they're go he's going to sell himself for twenty five cents, and then they see he's a rescue mission. So they've been watching this whole time. That's why they're watching and see that Newman steals Woody. I thought it was fifty cents. You liar. No, twenty five. Oh, was it? Yeah. All right, whatever. And then Buzz goes and takes off to go after him and catches on to the back and happens to see the license plates of Newman's truck car thing. It was like the Chicken Man. Or yeah, the, they saw a commercial for it earlier in the. In the movie. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. Right. Well, we saw a commercial. Apparently, they'd seen the commercial a lot of times, so we saw it. Oh, okay. And then Newman takes Woody back to his shop where Woody finds out his origins and meets his friends that he used to have on the TV show, but never actually had these friends. Yeah. Way to say it the most like <laughs> convoluted, confusing way. These are just part of a collection that was the Woody... TV show collection, and there's Jesse and the Prospector and and Bullet. Bullseye? Right? Bullet. Bullseye? Bullet. And so they've got those guys, and they're all just part of a collection. Um, so he goes and meets them, and they're like, oh my gosh, you've completed us. We're the whole collection now. It's so exciting. Jesse is like that. And then you have to go talk to the Prospector. Yeah, who's still mint in the box. Right. And then, what happened? Maybe that's why Toy Story 1 is so much better than Toy Story's everything else, because... The villain, villains, aren't other toys. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that that adds, because yeah, in two and three, it's just other toys. Uh-huh. And in the first one, you've got, what's his crazy? Sid. Yeah. And then there's the, I mean, Woody is a pseudo villain, but not an actual one. Right. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that, because it seems like, just thinking about it, it seems like there's much more dynamic you know, interaction to be had from having Sid be the villain, you know. Right. Because he's inherently going to be stronger and bigger and all that stuff, mm -hmm. uh, for one. And he's his motivations have nothing to do with, like, the like the toys and their personalities, you right. know. So it's just like he's powerful and wants to do all these horrible things and doesn't care about, uh, you know, whatever's going on. <laughs> what do you want, buddy? <laughs> he says, I hear all this toy talk yeah, and I'd like player? to play with my toys. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think that's a very legit observation. Yeah. I mean, 
you could arguably call Newman a villain, but he's not. He's right, yeah, because he's. I mean, it's effectuated through the prospector, you know. Eventually, yeah. you know, yeah. and most of the time, Woody doesn't even have. There isn't peril that he's suffering because he can leave whenever he wants right. throughout the duration uh, until he decides I'm not going to leave, and until the prospector gets in his way. Right. So, uh, yeah, uh, Newman's not even really a, a villain. So that's that's curious, and I think that's why it felt so just kind of neutral and flat the yeah. whole movie where i was i was my interest was never peaked i was just like oh, whatever uh, there were just a couple of moments where i was like oh i kind of like that <laughs> what else happens so the toys get to the toy store by some traffic causing problems some, i don't know they get to the toy store and buzz sees all the buzz light years and runs into one who's still delusional and this is another thing two and three have buzz having identity issues yeah <laughs> you know and two it's another buzz light year that they think is buzz light year uh, so it's a quasi-identity issue um and then in three it's he becomes the spanish version of himself so it's kind of weird they went and he becomes the villain helper the henchman oh right yeah in three yeah Yeah. so it's kind of weird that that happened to happen in two and three yeah um and tour guide barbie takes them all around rex finds a magazine so he could beat beat the video game yeah then Woody tries to escape and get the key and the prospector turns on the TV, but Woody thinks it's Jesse that does it. He wake up Newman so he doesn't get the key to get out. Oh. But then, mm-hmm. so then at some point he unlocks the thing and they're saying, all the Woody toys are saying, no, don't leave. You know, your kid's just not going to play with you anymore. You're not going to college. You're not going to his wedding. You're not right. going to his honeymoon or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So eventually he's going to get rid of you anyway. So just stay with us. And he's like, all right. And then they have a flashback of Jesse being donated right. in the middle of nowhere. Yes. <laughs> To the serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> Just lures people out to get kids to donate their their toys. Right. Uh, that, that was really weird. It was like a weird... Because I'm watching, I was like, what is she doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw the tire hanging in the distance. I thought mm-hmm. she was going to hang Jesse. And then... <laughs> And then, uh, then it's just there's just a van in the middle of nowhere with yeah. all these rolling hills and stuff and with a bunch of boxes of toys around it. That was freaking weird. But then, so whatever. I mean, two and three have the same backstories for people who are acting as impediments for, for the main character. Yeah. That they were rejected by, you know, a kid at some point. Right. All right. Whatever. <sighs> and then, so he agrees to stay. Because he doesn't want to get rejected. Yeah. And then um, all the people show up, the buzzes and all the yeah. other ones. And yes. it, there was a super convenient plot point where Buzz just jumps out and happens to see the stupid T-Rex's tail sticking out of a bag. And that's yeah. the reason that he goes and follows them. It's like, all right, come on. Um, we forgot to say something that I just remembered, but now I've forgotten it already. Okay. There's that freaking noise. Yeah. It makes a nice pattern on there. It does not make a nice pattern. It makes an annoying pattern. I'm going to delete it. Delete all of it. I'm deleting that too. Um, I'm deleting that too. Okay. And that. Yeah, I'd like to see you delete that. Del- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She stuck her tongue out. <laughs> um, I don't remember. Matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so Zorg, Zerg shows up and that's where they're fighting him. And- yeah, it was my favorite part was just Zerg popping up. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. And I, I also laughed at, how are we going to get him? And Buzz says, use your head. And then oh, my God. The dinosaur to ram the <sighs> gate. Uh, you laughed the most at, give me a hand in the first one and use your head in the second one. Right. Those little jokes that were the funniest out of the whole movies for you. So I like puns. <laughs> God. And you're ragging on me about rap. That's, that's You should different. be just blown away by everything that has to do with rap. I know. Yeah. Puns are fun. Very, very punny. Oh, my God. I Why did I go down this line? <laughs> just moving on. Okay, so then they come up and they're all attacking each other. And but Woody's like, these are my friends. And they're like, yeah, we're your friends. No, we're your friends. And whatever. Yeah, and then so Woody's like, no, I'm not going with you guys. I'm going to stay here and go to Japan and be part of this group. And then he says, oh, never mind. And then Buzz is like, you're, you're a toy. You're not a collector's thing where you'll never be played with again. And then. Yeah. So then Woody's about to leave and he's like, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to ask the other guys if they want to go too. And so he goes back. He's like, hey, Jesse, Andy will want to play with you too for like, you know, the next month. So let's go do that. <laughs> and then she's like, all right, sounds good. And then the prospect is like, no, I'm Kelsey Grammer and I hate things. Then I don't know. I don't remember how they ended up at the airport. Take the mic. I don't remember how they ended up at the airport. I don't remember how they ended up at the airport. <laughs> Are you Howard Hughes? Yeah. 
at the airport yeah so they they jumped in no they're just following because um because newman comes back yeah. and so all of them collapse and then he so he takes the box with everybody and then so all the toys do something to get to the airport yeah, they, they all they get did. to the airport. And <laughs> Newman's trying to check them, and they're in like a dog crate thing. And- oh right, yeah. They, somehow they end up in a dog crate, and then they get put in the like in the back where all of our luggage goes. Yeah. And so then they're doing there's action, and this again, one thing about these Toy Story freaking movies, which I don't remember it being such an issue in the first one, but it is in the second and third, where they just artificially elongate the action sequences to yeah. make the movie longer. Where it'll be like, oh, they're done, and then nope, never mind, something you know miraculous happens to keep the action going yeah. for longer, and it just it keeps doing that over and over again at the end of this movie, and that annoyed the hell out of me. So at some point, they're on a conveyor belt, and the prospector's like, I'm going to rip you up to shreds so you can't go back to Andy. And he breaks his seam again. And then the other toys show up in the Zerg or something. This is where you did laugh. I'm... I didn't kill your father. I am your father. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that well, happened. That, that happened way earlier, you goofball. Uh, okay. it's a long time ago and then the prospector ends up in some little girl's luggage and there's a painted barbie face and they're like you're gonna love her she's so creative and the prospector's like well crap it's basically the same as ending up on the front of a semi truck yeah yeah so prospector's gonna get a face tat and then woody and all them like i said they go on a whole bunch of extra stuff that doesn't it's completely unnecessary because they have to save jesse first who's going down the thing then woody and jesse get into the plane and they're about to get off and and it gets closed, so they don't get to do that. Then the plane's taken off, so Buzz has to come save both of them. And, and then it's like, oh, all right. And then they finally get back, and Andy gets home, and Andy's like, what are you doing on the shelf? And then he's not there, and then they're all on the bed and says, welcome back, Andy. And Andy's like, new toys, thanks, awesome, and starts playing with them. Right. All right. And then that's, uh, that's the movie. And stuff. Hooray. All right, can we just knock out Atlantis? Yeah. Did you just nostril flare? Yeah. You nostril flared at me. I did. <laughs> I said that. Yeah. You can work on some stuff while you do that, and I'll play Zelda while we watch Okay. <laughs> All right. So another disclaimer, we might not know what happens in Atlantis <laughs> since neither one of us have seen it before, and we're not going to watch it I for real. Let's be, it's not going to win. There's no way it's going to win. I mean, it might win this matchup, but there's no way it's getting any farther than this round. Yeah. There's no chance. It's got to suck. It's well, its chances horrible. are probably going... Well, I don't know. Maybe if we only half watch it, it'll raise its chances. <laughs> yeah. We like fill it in. Yeah. <laughs> it becomes amazing. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, moving on to Atlantis. All right. Are you going to say some stuff? <laughs> I always talk first. I was making you talk first, and then you wouldn't let me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, what did we watch? Atlantis. Atlantis? Yeah. Not what? Atlantis, more set. Atlantis. What was the subtitle? The Lost Kingdom. That's what it was? Yeah. And then there's a second one? Yeah, Milo's something. Okay. And so what happened? Well, it's the start was jaw-dropping. It I watched was. the whole thing with my mouth agape. I saw that. <laughs> I was watching. I was seeing if it was going to persist, and it did. It was crazy. Yeah, it was pretty nutty. Uh, it was like uh, super crazy interdimensional alien things yeah. jumping in and, and giant wave. And and then the mother gets abducted, and the yeah. dad, father, king shields the child. And... and then, like, they put up a shield or something for when the water closed in on them. Yeah. And, and that was... Crazy. It was. And then the water washed in around them, and then we were in present day DC. Or whenever this movie was made, present right, day well, it didn't DC. Didn't say like 1970 something or oh, something? Maybe. I don't Nonsense. remember. But anyway, yeah, I was watching DC. And it had Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. And he's a, he's an archaeologist or something? He's no, a linguist. No, he's a linguist, right. Yeah. And so he's studying the language of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. And it had the quote from Plato at the beginning. Correct. You recall that? Are you scratching or something? I was. You stopped cr- scratching like a maniac. I'll try. Like a weirdo. But it had a quote from Plato regarding Atlantis, and then so yeah, he's a linguist. And what? Pause, please. Why are we pausing? Where are you going? What are you doing? Shutting the dryer down. Yeah. <laughs> and then they want to. He's got this, he reworked some formula and he realized that it's off the coast of Iceland, not Ireland. Right. There was, 
Like, the one English letter is different from his translations of Atlantean writing, and they still make two words that were different by one English letter that are two English names for two mm-hmm. nations. Yeah. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. All right, but yeah, so we did that, and then, and then he's trying to get, like, funding or something. To yeah, and go. some woman entices him or something, and it's like, you need to come lead our expedition, and there are big things in for in it for you. And- what are you doing, you maniac? You're, like, shaking the whole deal. Sorry. What does the lady do, then? Is it just a rich guy who... No, it's some lady. No, but uh, she takes him to, like, some rich guy, doesn't she? I don't know. Why are you... <laughs> I don't remember a rich guy she takes him to. No, there's a guy who's like, oh, and we have these ships. Because he asks him, like, uh, why do you want to do it? And then he gives the right answer or something. And then he's pointing at a map or something. You never remember any of this? Nope. Oh, my gosh. And then... There was a guy in a white coat or something. Did he go on the expedition with him? No. Oh, well, I don't care about him then. He just, he like made all the ships and everything. Oh. He's like the rich benefactor that bankrolled the whole deal. Okay. <laughs> Fine, but, so they're going to go look for Atlantis. Yes. And then they find it, and some mole man is there, and some girl in overalls, and a big, big guy who is like the leader of the thing and thinks, the linguist guy thinks he's on the same side, but we find out later he's not. And there is also the doctor whose name is Sweet that cracks the boy's neck, but makes him feel better because of it. Okay. So this is the whole crew that's going with him? Yeah, and the crazy lady that seduced him into going. Right. But they're, like, initially going through... Oh my gosh, I just feel, like, the vibrations of you doing some kind of nutty stuff. (laughs) My leg itches, so I have to scratch it. I got grass on it yesterday. Oh, did you? Mm -hmm. Mm, That's not great. Mm -hmm. So, but they're looking for... And they go, like, in a volcano or something? What are they doing? Or they're just underwater? They knew the certain direction to go and some secret way to get there, and then they get underwater. And then they're traveling through this whole deal and driving over things. And so I like a lot of the backgrounds and... uh, Because there's that giant lobster thing that attacks them at some point. And I liked... Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I was not going to mention this <laughs> Tiffany was doing a whole bunch of other stuff while we were supposed to be watching this deal I'm sorry you were playing I Zelda. was not doing anything you were playing <laughs> you Zelda I'm sorry you were playing Zelda at least Whatever. I was working on work stuff <laughs> So, our recollection of this particular movie may not be um, exemplary, we'll say, but we are trying. So, they find the Atlantean people, and the Atlantic people are speaking some Atlantic language, and then the linguist guy just breaks out in that same language, and... But she also knew French. We're not there yet. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And so, this... Spoiler. (laughs) Linguist guy breaks out and is, like, having a whole conversation with her, but we don't have subtitles, so we know what they're saying. And then she takes off the big scary mask that she has on and they see her for what she really is and then she find they find out she speaks french and the mole man wherever he whatever his job is is like oh she speaks my language and then apparently they speak all kinds of languages and somebody's like english must be in there somewhere and then okay so this might we might edge it to the movie in this kind of stuff but why do they speak a bunch of different languages? Aren't they isolated from everybody? Yeah. But they just developed all the romantic languages on their own? Well, that's what the guy was saying, is that their root is all the same. And then he referenced the Tower of Babel, so maybe that they were there before the Tower of Babel. Babel and it didn't actually happen, but beyond all the that, languages it doesn't together. even make any sense, because the whole point was God separating everybody and making them not be able to understand each other. Right. So it was making them a bunch of pockets of languages that don't have a relationship, because other Otherwise, they'd be able to understand each other. Right. They were the they were pre Tower of Babel and Babel, and so <laughs> they were all the languages together before they were separated and couldn't understand them all. So they have the, the basis for all languages. No, but it would just be it's one language. It's not a whole bunch of different languages. It's one language that you'd speak pre Tower of Babel. Yeah. So you so you say. <laughs> It just, it doesn't, it doesn't, like, thematically make sense that it would be referenced in that way. Because the way he said it, too, like, if you listen to the way he said it, it was, it didn't make any sense. You're giving it way more credit than it would actually get. Whatever, fine. And so they speak the same language. Great. Because it's a kid's movie and we can't have him subtitled for the rest of the friggin' movie. And then she takes him to the king and the king's like, get him out of here. They have to die or they have to leave. And she's like, no, but they're all speaking Atlantic, Atlantic language and then the big guy who's 
in charge is like, here, let me take over. And the linguist guy's like, no, don't do that. And the big guy's like, just let us stay here one night. And the king's like, all right, fine. And then during that night... Well, then they force the linguist guy to go talk to the girl. Like, they they all do this stupid thing. Like, we need someone who's X and Y and Z and A and B and C. And then, then the big guy's like, thanks for volunteering, linguist guy. And they send him back. And so Michael J. Fox, they have a little romp, her, he and the and the Atlantean chick. Like getting to know each other, montage, yeah. meeting people where he picks up random kids and puts them on his shoulder. Right, a little weird. And we see a little bit of Atlantis and some other people. I feel like there should have been more vocal interaction with other Atlanteans. Like you don't get much. All I really think about is her and the king. Mm-hmm. Like for the entire city. That's, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. And by the way, uh, when it comes to Plato's reference of Atlantis, he didn't actually, like, it was metaphorical. It was it was the idea of, he was using it as a, it was like Atlantis, this incredible advanced city, came up against his ideal republic, and the ideal republic won, and the gods disfavored Atlantis and, and put it under the sea. But a whole bunch of people since then have been like, oh, it's a secret city underwater that's super advanced and has iPhones. So it's just... <laughs> So I just want to point all that out because <laughs> it's one of those things that persists. Like, it's a huge cultural thing that everybody's like, oh, Atlantis and flying cars. Yeah. I just think of the resort in the Caribbean. Yeah? Yeah. The Caribbean. Sorry, they use that a lot in battle rap. So they shoot up the Caribbean in the Carib- and then make off to the Caribbeans or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Crib be- he beaten? Yeah, something like that. All right. I'm just saying. All right. But anyway, apart from that tangent, what else happens? And while they're off doing their thing and swimming underwater forever, she shows him what the... she He's able to decode that nobody apparently in Atlantis can read Atlantean anymore. Yeah. yeah. What's that about? I don't know, but she's supposedly okay. 1,800 years old. Right. So that. And they're afraid of their culture dying. But like I mentioned while we were watching, how is their culture culture dying when it is not being impacted by any outside force when it's completely isolated and they all look well nourished yeah yeah <laughs> i didn't quite understand but and how did they forget how to read their language like, yeah that doesn't make any sense and they don't show any indication of the cultural culture like failing in any way yeah. you know it's not like everybody's starving or anything like that and like you say they're isolated they don't have anybody who's mixing up with the culture to re- take away what is you know their yeah cultural antecedents so. so, but then he reads the ancient texts and she shows him and they figure out how to use some car thing because he knows how to read it all. And then they get to the heart or the eye or the diamond or the sor- energy source of the The energy people. source. Yeah. <laughs> so both movies have an energy source. Of right. the people. And once they find it, they come back up from their swimming and there's the bad guy with guns and everything. That's the big guy from their expedition. Right. Including all the ones who were like friends. Yeah. Um, you know, all the like Ramirez or whatever, who's like Vasquez from Aliens. I'd like the record to show this is the first movie ever we've watched that I don't know anybody's name. <gasps> and you do. Oh my God. Nope, that's not true. I know Kida's name. That's the oh, girl. Oh, yeah. I forgot that one. So That's the uh, only name I know. The only one I, re- I remember that because I saw it written and, yeah. it, and I thought of Vasquez in Aliens. Yeah. So that's the only reason I remember it. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so all the ones who were friendly are now, like, turned against the main character. But, yeah. And they're like, whatever. Yeah, and they're like, ah, we're here to steal this crystal, and now that you know where it is, you're going to give it to us. And then they have this whole thing where the blah blah is in the king's eye. And it's like, well, duh, the king's eyes, you can see they're all white. They don't look like normal people's eyes. And But it turned out to be, what's it called, metaphorical or whatever, yeah. because you sit from the chair, and when you see from the chair, you see the, the eye in the water, and that's what you go to. Yeah. And so they do that the bad guy and they find what do they fall into a hole or something what happens i think because they in because they have to like float up later so they must have fallen into a hole because it goes down yeah and is that when the lava comes i don't remember lava <laughs> yeah at some point the lava comes and it creates a new island thing and then that bullet breaks away and it has the blue force field in it underneath it no i was i was fighting an epic battle yeah in zelda at this point, so I don't remember what was going on. And the king 
ultimately says, so then Kida gets taken by the crystal because it needs a new life force like her mother got abducted when she was little and then she becomes the crystal and she's locked oh, in. Oh, right. It. She became a crystal person. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the king, at the next thing I remember, the king is telling the linguist guy, you know, she was supposed to take over, but now it's up to you. And he hands, the king hands the linguist guy his crystal thing from around his neck and says he has to go save Kida, the daughter, and restore the energy, the life source for the Atlantean people. Because the crystal is their life source. It's a living thing. And right now it, it shows Kida, the princess, to be its next life source. So she was stuck in there. So she dies. No, he saves her. Oh. She hugs him later. Oh, right. So then they just defeat the bad guy. And when they're like floating up in an air something. Mm-hmm. Floating up in an air something underground. And then the other. La- and I hate this because the villain like turns on his own people. Even the people who stayed with him after the first people turned on him. Yeah. Because the friendly people end up turning on him and staying in Atlantis. So then they help fight the main bad guy. But then he try. It's like too heavy and they're like we've got to drop some more the one lady you know in the white shirt Mm -hmm. she's like we got to drop some more stuff to be able to float up and then unless somebody wants to jump and then he's like oh thanks for volunteering and then pushes her over and I hate it when villains do that when they turn on their own people you know just like willy nilly like that like it doesn't matter so did how how is the villain gone entirely he fell off because the T-Rex guy turned around and hit him with his tail wrong movie dang it I don't... He fell at some point. I don't know. So Zerg and that guy fell? Yeah. I just remember then at the end that the linguist guy is staying in Atlantis. Everyone else is going home and they're trying to get their story straights about what happened to the rest of the crew. Story straights? Not their stories straight? Correct. (laughs) They're trying to get their story straights. Yeah. Uh, Okay, yeah. And is that the end of the movie? Uh, Yeah. And then there's credit sequence? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. We did an excellent job. All right. (laughs) So now we have to compare them. Okay, bye. Yeah. Just reading articles about things. Yeah. What did parents want then? I want to know their child's going to be safe and cared for, and that they're going to see their special abilities and what common ground they can have, and who the teacher is as a person. Children have special abilities. Yeah. No way. <laughs> this is what is United Airlines are supposed to say to people when they talk about their baggage fees. We just announced new baggage fees on August 31st. This is actually the first time in eight years we are making an adjustment to some of our checked baggage fees. Yes, the baggage fees were introduced according to airlines in response to very high fuel costs. During this eight-year period, your fuel costs dropped dramatically. Did you, um, adjust your baggage fees downward? No, you did not. Our hope is to reinvest in more enjoyable and caring flight experience for you and all of our customers. (laughs) Yikes. You hope? Your hope? Your hope has some audacity. I suspect your real hope is to make more profits so that your executives can get beast bonuses. That was a conversation apparently with it. What? Where did this come from? I don't know. Oh, okay. What airline was that? United. United? Yeah. Bride canceled her wedding after guests refused to give thousands of dollars to help fund it. All right. Toy Story 2 and Atlantis. Oh, really? Oh, now you want to get started, do you? Yeah. Do you? 33 reasons the dinner party is the best episode of The Office. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I agree. It's a pretty awesome episode, but the, the weed one was pretty good, too. The weed one? Didn't you just talk about... You talked about a different one. You talked about Oscar being gay one. It was the recent one that you said was good. It was? I thought it was the, the one marijuana we were, one. No, the that one was we today were just I said watching. that? Yes, we watched Marijuana yesterday. Why are we talking at the same time constantly? (laughs) I didn't say that yesterday? No. Oh. You said that this morning when we were watching the one with Oscar. Okay. Oh, it's so uncomfortable, that one. Michael's the worst. (laughs) Uh, You don't have a form ready. Animation! You dissing me? No. You throwing shade? No. Spitting bars? No. So Toy Story 2 animation. I mean, it's typical Pixar. There was no outstanding, unexpected wow factor. Yeah, it wasn't mind-blowing. Was there anything in Toy Story 2 that was... That stuck out image wise because it was pretty I mean it was pretty mundane what are your freaking eyebrows doing <laughs> it was uh why am I so far from the mic I don't know get icy on the MIC <laughs> right <laughs> he has some incredible bars on the new album we need it's to hilarious stay focused. hilarious to talk about Eminem kamikaze on a Disney movie yeah. review <laughs> Uh, but there was just nothing, I don't think there was anything in Toy Story 2 that stuck out at all visually. Mm-mm. I thought of the stupid penguin falling when they're at the yard sale, but it was just an image that stuck with me, I guess. But it wasn't great. 
And I mean, little, like, why did Woody hide on the dog on the way out, but then just ride on his back on the way in? Yeah, but that's not doing the animation, Goonball. Or is it just laziness in animation? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is there anything? I mean, Jesse looks fine. Like, Jesse and the Prospector look distinct. Yeah. Bullet is all dopey looking. So Bullseye. Yeah, Bullet. And then everybody else looks the same. Mm-hmm. Was there anything... I mean, when they rode into the baggage place, it looked all complicated, I guess. It, it really reminded me just of the doors in Monsters, Inc. Yeah, which isn't a good memory for me anyway. So not much to it? I don't think so. Like I said, it's just standard. Atlantis, though, I mean, there were some unique ways the characters were drawn. Like the Atlantean people. Yeah, I think I liked the look of the Atlantean people. And then the, the opening sequence looked pretty awesome. Yeah. It was rough, though. What was rough about it? And it just didn't seem complete. Like, when it started to DC, and I don't know whether this was intentional, like, making it seem older, but I felt like the animation changed and was more finished looking. Hmm. Uh, I liked the giant lobster. I don't remember even seeing the giant lobster. You missed it? Yeah. I like the look of their ships as well when they were initially going in there. Plus the like drilling car and all that stuff. I think I like the look. Do you did you not see any of that? <laughs> well, I liked the look of those things. There was some. I remember when he was leaning against the truck at some point and he was talking to the girl, kind of being trying to be suave or something, and he's just overly animated. And it was annoying. But I think there's more. And then like the whole city being engulfed in water. What? I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, those were nice things, the lava, the force field, but I didn't find it spectacular to watch. No, that's your threshold, spectacular? Exactly. Okay. Well, I give it to Atlantis, edges it. Uh, Why? <laughs> just, wow, that was judgmental. This <laughs> is what I just said. There are at least images, and you missed all the stuff that I talked about, but there were images that stuck with me that were more resonant than anything that I saw in Toy Story 2. Like, if it had even been Toy Story 3, I think there were more things that were visually substantive. In Toy Story 2, there were just, it was all level. It was but all can, nothing. Can you hold it against it, though? What? Like, if Toy Story 2 was the first Toy Story movie we had watched, you wouldn't have found it as boring. No, I would have. Are you sure about that? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. If you had never seen any of those characters before. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yep. I don't think so. Uh, well, we're just talking about visually. So I, you're just talking about how, like, Woody moves and Buzz moves and all that stuff. Yeah. I think I think I edge it to Atlantis. Because there's just nothing in this that was visually... In Toy Story 2, there's nothing visually that even sticks out to me at all. Nothing. Toy Story, the original Toy Story, there are. There are color palettes and Buzz going around the thing and trying to fly and... But I think you're edging memorability stuff. No, I'm saying visually. Those are things that are visu- visually interesting. When I'm I'm thinking about the, the colors of 2 and 3, and there's it doesn't do as much as in 1, where you have kind of this, this soft thing that really fits well together. Not only that, but a lot of time spent just in the kid's room, and just the balance of the different characters, the army men doing their thing and all that stuff. I think it really means a lot more visually when you're looking at it, and just... Just the Pizza Planet truck and being stuck in the thing you and all that. You can't compare one to two. You have to take two as a brand new, all its own thing. Oh my god, I'm saying that when I'm thinking about things that actually stick out, because you're saying that, oh, well now I have to take the merits that would have been the merits that were in one. I have to control C those over to two and try to use that as the merits for two as well. But I'm saying that the things that make it visually interesting in one are not the things that are in two. It's not just the basic stuff about oh, this is Woody and that's Buzz. It's all those other kinds of visual things that are much more interesting in one than are in the other two. Okay. Freaking weirdo. So you give it to Toy Story 2? Um, I don't know. It's a hard one since I didn't visually see a lot of the uh-huh. second movie. Yeah, so you're going to have to, oh, what did my my MacBook screen look like? <laughs> Compare that to it. Oh, my MacBook screen had spreadsheets and awesomeness on it, so it wins all of the <laughs> visual. Yeah. So what then? I'm going to give it to Toy Story because what I saw of Atlantis was not exciting. So frustrating. Put my score first. What did I say? Atlantis. Atlantis. Oh my god. We have to make it so complicated. Atlantis. Toy Story is stupid. All right. Character. Toy Story 2. 
mean, what do you have to work with? There's just I think it's better than three character wise. I mean you didn't know you didn't know the prospector was the bad guy. Yeah, that surprised me. I mm-hmm. I didn't see that I should have because he's an old white man. I mean they're always the bad guy, but um yes, I didn't see that coming. I think Jesse seemed like she was sincere. She mm-hmm. had a lot going on. And she, they they had their interests. Yeah. She didn't want to be back in storage and she was she held a grudge to grudge against kids because her previous kid had donated her, so Yeah, and that's I mean it's mundane. It's just really annoying cliche backstory for the toys in these movies. Still, I think there's more than like what characters had in the third one. There's just more to her. Yeah. And Woody, I mean, he has a bit of a... Because in the third one, it's like uh, he waffles and it's it doesn't make sense why he's going back and forth on what his motivation is. It just happens constantly, you know, him going back and forth. But in this, it's more... It makes a little more sense. First, he wants to get back and then they convince him that he doesn't. he shouldn't want to get back and then... Uh, he's like, okay, no, after I saw my friends. I wish he would just, I don't know, I wish like Buzz would have just convinced him instead of... What do you mean? What do you mean? It wasn't after he saw his friends. What do you mean? I mean, it was at... It was chronologically after he saw his friends. Yeah, I'm saying that chronologically. That what? That he decided he wanted to go follow his friends and go back to Andy. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Freaking goofball. No, so I'm saying that because they they do this in these movies where it's they just keep going back and forth on their motivations. So you don't have a real goal that the, the person's trying to accomplish throughout the whole thing. And that's what gets really annoying about these. I think in this one that Woody's a people pleaser. Like he wants to go back because he wants to make Andy happy. And then Jesse makes a point of, well, Andy's not going to like you forever, but but we need you so that we don't have to go. So then he's trying to be a pleasing them and stay with them so that they don't have to go back in storage. And then his friends show up and they're like, no, you need to come back with us. We need. So then he's like torn between the two groups. Uh, I don't think so at all. No? Uh, no, because he specifically rejects his friends and it's specifically because he's afraid of Andy rejecting him. Yeah. So it's more about that internal motivation of him being rejected by Andy. That's the reason that he does the one thing, but then decides to do the other. I see. So I just think it's significantly more substantive than like three when it comes to his motivations. It's still annoying that he goes back and forth so much, but it seems like there's a little more to it. And I like Jesse. I think she's likable. Freaking whatever is beast mode. What's his horse's name? Bullseye. Bullseye. <laughs> there's not much to him, right? Mm-hmm. Prospector is just, he doesn't even get a backstory, right? He just. I mean, he talks about how he sits on the shelf and none, none of the kids wanted him. He just was always there. Right. Because they're all just None of the other characters, like Buzz, he has his identity, like there's an extra Buzz for no reason, and fake Buzz finds his father, that's about it. Mm-hmm. And Atlantis. What happened to fake Buzz? I, he just walked the other way. Like when, remember when, who's the bad guy's name? Zerg. Yeah, Zerg was standing there and he's like, I'm playing catch with my father. And then Buzz is like, real Buzz is like, okay, I'm going to go that way. And he's like, all right, I'm going that way. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was it. And there were a couple of freaking goofy things like that. Atlantis character? I mean, the king and Kida are both trying to do what's best for their people. And the... I guess both of them seem more meaty than anybody else. <laughs> yeah, the linguist is just there to be Wonder Boy and do everything so that the story can go on. You're right, and he's so good and... Doesn't have a bad intention in his whole story. Yeah. And there's a lot of treasure planted in this. Yeah. Like, a lot of the setup and structure and stuff, you know, being betrayed by the whatever and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. And the crew and... Yeah. There's a lot of treasure planted. Except this crew supports him and the the main chief guy goes yeah. against him and it's the other way around in, in Treasure Planet. Correct. So there doesn't seem to be much to Michael J. Fox's character. Like he's just he's pretty superficial hero character. And then I mean he had a father or, so, or grandfather who did it, but mm-hmm. they don't really tie it in much. And it's just like who cares? And then all the other characters, the best that they have character-wise, is just that they turn on him per the you know agreement or plan or whatever, and then uh, help the main character because they like him or something. Right. And there's still, there's not much to any of those. So I think, uh, do you have a choice? You pick a winner in this one? I mean, I think Jesse does a good job of carrying Toy Story. Yeah. In, in Up against these ones, at least. What would you say? I agree. Mm. I think Jesse's enough to spike it that I can say, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and even Woody in this one, at least. I just, I really get annoyed because it was like his friends come back and he's like, no, I'm staying. And they're like, no, you shouldn't. And he's like, no, I'm staying. So they leave. And then he's like, uh, never mind. All right. So there was nothing that made him change his mind? I don't remember any major thing that happened that he was like, uh, okay, well, now I'm going to go back to Andy. 
Uh, I remember him just being like, you know what? I thought he started going back with his friends. I thought they changed his mind. He started going back with them. And then he's like, wait. And then he goes back to Jesse and, and no, convinces mix- them. You're mixing it up. And if this wins, we're going to have to watch it again so you can see this for sure. But uh, no, because he, he tells Buzz, no, we're not doing it. And Buzz is like, okay, fine. We're just going to go. And they go. And then he decides, oh, no, I'm going to go follow them. And then he stops and says, um, no, I want to get Jesse to come with us. Gotcha. Anyway, so do we pick Toy Story? Is that what you said? I guess so. You guess so. Or you know so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Storyline plot. Are we just out of practice? Is that why this is like struggle? Maybe. Because we went like a couple of weeks without actually yeah. doing these things. Maybe. Toy Story 2 storyline plot. A couple of goofy things like he sees the tail out of the... And that's the reason that Buzz follows the deal and that was convenient. Uh, you know, he has to see some uh, like the tracks in the mud to be able to follow him up the elevator shaft and... Yeah. But I mean, the overall storyline, like at least they found something else toys are good for and people collect them. And yeah. Yeah. That was at least a, a legitimate driving point for the plot. And, yeah. Yeah. And it was it was a different kind of pocket of, like you said, toy related activity. Yeah. That makes sense that it lists its a thing. Uh, it has those artificial elongators toward yeah. the end that they get annoying. Then Atlantis. Like you said, it's just treasure planet under sea, underwater. <laughs> kind of. Uh, although I think this predated Treasure Planet. 2001? <laughs> what year was Tre- Treasure Planet? I think it was like 2003 or something. Oh. But it might have been 2000. I don't know. Anyway, whatever the case, it's, you know, searching for Atlantis. And mm-hmm. there were some wonky things in that we don't know why Atlantis has any problems. Yeah. We don't know what's going wrong there. And why they want them to stay. And, like, why did the girl want them to stay and help? Yeah. What were they helping with and why? She's just trying to figure something out, you know, that they because they can't read their own language. It's a little bit of a, a white savior thing in here. Because <laughs> the white... <laughs> foreign savior has to come in and read their own language for them that's a little odd i don't know it's um it's just plato talked about atlantis and they want to go find it and what if that he and the 1800 years ago when the wave came and wiped everything out it killed everyone who knew how to read it selectively <laughs> like, like the water just like to find all the literate people no, they just th- they didn't get inside the bubble because they were out reading the signs oh my gosh you sound like the you sound like really religious people trying to defend like the noah's flood and that kind of thing when they say that the reason that dinosaurs are stratified stratified in the layers like they are is because some of them were faster than others running uphill Mm. (laughs) that's why that's why they're separated the way that they are that's what it sounds like Mm. yeah uh i don't think all the literate people were outside reading signs it's like i'm trying to read this menu here and (laughs) there's a giant water thing coming all the people who can't read (laughs) just can't be bothered so they're just gone that's what happened Uh, yeah i don't think so but there there are some goofy plot things in this and things they just decided not to establish just because they didn't want to establish them you know it's like laziness why you not showing what the actual problem is in Mm -hmm. atlantis that's just laziness yeah and there is a possibility that we just missed that Still going to judge it on that basis. Yeah. So, I mean, artificially elongators and a couple of convenient plot points with generally overarching quality versus basic classic explorer type stuff um, with betrayal and reverse betrayal. Super human underwater holding breath abilities. Yeah. Yeah. No. So... I don't know. I mean, I I think I edge it to Toy Story. Yeah. Just because I I do like the collector idea. And I'm not super pissed off at the way this story was structured like I was with the third one. Yeah. So I feel like it must have been better at least. (laughs) And Atlantis, I mean... There's just some goofy things in there that didn't make a whole lot of sense and they didn't care to deal with. Yeah. What's your thought? Somebody's going to tear us apart on this one. Yeah, because we didn't watch it and we deserve it 100%. (laughs) So there you go. Toy Story. Toy Story? Mm -hmm. All right. I agree. Music. Were there any songs in Atlantis? Not even during their Good to Know You montage, right? Wasn't there one at the end? Like during the credits? Yeah, something. Some kind of song. I feel like the action music was pretty good. Like... I don't remember it. At some point, I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, that's that's not bad. That's pretty decent. Other than that, what about Toy Story 2, though? There's Jesse's song. Yeah, there's Jesse's song, which I don't remember anything of, but apparently you've heard before because you started belting it out in the middle of the freaking movie. So, uh, But that song means nothing to me. I can't even think about what it was about. I don't remember a single word from it. 
So yeah. it must not have been that significant or good. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one more song than uh, is in, what's it called? Because the last song that was in Atlantis was at the end. It was during the credits. Yeah. I don't remember anything during the movie. Me neither. So what, just by virtue of having one song versus zero songs, Toy Story gets it? I don't know. Shrug? I don't know. I mean, what have we done in previous things when there was music in one and not in the other? Just give it to that one? I think so. Then I guess so. <laughs> Yeah. So Toy Story? I guess. Just like that? That's rough. And memorability. I don't think either of these are very memorable. No. I remember the beginning of Atlantis. Yeah? Yeah. And the life source in <laughs> Buzz or Toy Story 2. I will remember the the drilling truck things and... Oh, you didn't even see that. Because I was going to say... What were you doing at that point? I think you stepped out or something. Because um, there's like this big green light thing. Is that when I was making lunch or heating up lunch? I don't know. Maybe. But there was this big green light thing that was just like a natural thing that was giving them light. And they're like, oh, let's set up camp here. And then while they were asleep, a bunch of fireflies came out of it. Green fireflies. And they were lighting everything on fire. Oh, right. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that's when I was making lunch. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I liked I liked that part. That was more visually significant than anything in Toy Story 2. Memory-wise, I'll remember that stuff. But I don't... Like, it's all just a bleh. I agree. And there's nothing I remember from I mean, Toy Story 2. It's like... I kind of like that the prospector was in his package the whole time. Mm-hmm. Until he broke out or whatever. But other than that, God, there's just really a whole bunch of freaking nothing. And we can't just generally say Toy Story characters, you know, versus no. memorability of Toy Story characters. I'd almost be inclined to say draw. Yeah? I say draw too. All right. That's a draw. So that would mean it's either, what, 3.5 to 1.5 or 4.5 to 0.5? Yeah. What? <laughs> what do you mean, what? It's at a 4 then, right? So what? 3.5. To 1.5. To 0.5. What? No, it's, it's out of 5. Four. Oh, you took the 5. But it's only 4 if that last one's a draw. No, you freaking goofball. I'm giving them each 0.5 for the draw. Oh. So one of our scores would be the 4.5 to 0.5, gotcha. and one of our scores would be 3.5 to 1.5. But either gotcha. way, Toy Story would win, so we don't have to go to any other source. Correct. So Toy Story 2 wins. Correct. In a slog of a of a matchup. Yeah. This is the least we paid attention to mm-hmm. the movies. Agreed. It's because we're so professional. <laughs> <laughs> it's ironic that the, the Treasure Planet clone or whatever was the one that we didn't pay attention to again. Anyway, all right. Well, oh, what's next? Uh, Do you have your know. phone? Yeah. Will you check for me? Yeah. Thanks. Big Hero 6 and Mulan. Mulan! Yeah? I don't Do you remember. have a little bit of a bias? <laughs> Maybe? I don't remember Big Hero 6 at all. Me neither. Uh, but I do remember Mulan. Yeah, Look me at too. this stuff. Isn't it? Oh, wait. No, no, no. No, no, no. All right, you done? Yes, I am done. Great. Mm-hmm.